Luther King Jr. Memorial Foundation and the Ad Council. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. I try to discover a little something to make me sweeter. Kate Daly Show. Back here with you on the show. Listen, today's a show rerun because I'm showcasing what happened six or seven years ago so we can compare and contrast to what's going on now. So I want to switch gears a little bit from Chrisanne to talk about Russia, okay? And a show we did uh, six years ago about Russia and the war drumbeat and ICANN, okay? And I did this show with Pyrolytical. And Pyrolytical, these gentlemen are more libertarian. It was really interesting, kind of fascinating. So let's go over that. But first, I want to share with you a bit of a newscast from the same period of time that was uh, displayed on the break of this particular broadcast. So let me play this for you. This was six years ago. The Russian military confirming it has beefed up its forces in Syria with state-of-the-art air missile defenses, a move that follows Washington's suspension of contacts with Russia over Syria. The Russian defense officials saying the system has been deployed to protect a Russian Navy facility in a Syrian port, as well as Russian Navy ships in the area. Again, Wall Street stocks finishing lower. The Dow down 85 points. The S&P and the Nasdaq also lower. Seems like Russia is always having the war drumbeat, right? <laughs> Even six years ago? All right, so let's let's refer back to this episode I did with Pyrolytical Radio. And by the way, number one, get over to... Um, MyPillow.com and order some fantastic products. You're going to love these things. Get the MyPillow 2.0 because if you're a hot sleeper, this will help keep you cool all night long. It's pretty amazing. And you can get two for one right now. Uh, MyPillow.com code word Kate and also join the fourth hour right now. You only have a week before we start March 2nd, 2023. Make sure that's in a a week and a a day. Make sure that you're joining. Get your spot right now because it's going to be a select few in this and we'll go for six months and we'll be meeting at night. It's going to be so awesome. You'll also get an access phone number to to contact me during the show, ask questions of guests. I mean, you have so much and also special guests that come to the show. It's going to be amazing. Um, You're going to love it. So uh, please stake your claim, get your spot, be part of it before it sells out. And uh, anyways, go to the fourth hour tab at the top of katedallyradio.com. Okay. Here we are with uh, uh, Pyrolytical talking about Russia six years ago and the drumbeat of war. Here we go. Um, We're also talking about Russia, too, and the fact that if you're just joining us, 40 million citizens over the next four days are doing a drill because their country has been uh, reporting that we're basically going to bomb them. We're going to do something over there. And so they are actually putting 40 million citizens into uh, uh, prepared bunkers that they've been working on for a decade to house their citizenry in these major cities. 
So interesting that this is not getting media play uh, mainstream right now. Whenever I talk about the media, I hope everybody realizes I'm talking about mainstream. Um, our 24-hour news cycle or our, our papers that are all owned by, the media is owned by five conglomerates. And so we, yeah. I just want to make sure we all are aware of that. Tidbit so, news. Tidbit That's news. all we have time for. Yes. I'm pretty sure Clinton <laughs> was the one, wasn't it Clinton that passed, uh, that did away with the deregulation so that those five conglomerates could come in and own the media. I'm pretty sure it was him. Anyway, I'm just kind of thinking dun, back. Dun, but uh, yeah, anyway. Well, with this um, security issue, um, mm-hmm. the White House said they want to build on the cybersecurity workforce strategy, which means they want to identify, recruit, and retain the top talent to help CISO, the cybersecurity force, ensure that the policy strategies and practices are adopted across agencies and keeping the federal government at the leading edge of 21st century cybersecurity. So to me, I just wish the tech industry would divorce government altogether. We saw the FBI putting pressure on Apple to put a back door into their devices, and Apple stood their ground. I mean, we saw Thank goodness. We saw Yahoo's CEO say, look, it's, it's treason if you don't go say, look, it's it's treason if you don't see. Comply. I think they already had a backdoor, and I think that's just media play. I do, be. I do. I think well, that they were just sort of maybe making what people are wanting us to feel as though Apple was on our side. But well, I saw we saw Snowden, it's, and it's like we need tech people to take a stand for us because if the government gets control of everything, mm-hmm. they can shut us down. Snowden's biggest fear, he says, is in a couple of years that we won't be able to rise up because all of the communications, everything's tracked. We won't mm-hmm. be able to do anything. They'll shut us down. Right. So tech needs to do something. Well, you know, going back to your, your question about the, the encryption, the backdoor or whatever, mm-hmm. I mean, the principle of encryption is that you've got a public and a private key. Okay. Right? And so you share the public key, it's out there, mm-hmm. and then you have a private key on your, on your end, mm-hmm. and it encrypts your data as it goes across, and it can only be... Um, authenticated against that mm-hmm. public key, and so that's used. It's it's a secure thing. It's it's mm-hmm. understood and whatever. And so they wanted to have some way to get beyond that, right? To have right. some like universal key that you could have the public, private, and this I universal see. key that could get in. But it's like. Yeah, you know, yeah, sure. Maybe only the yeah. U.S. government has that, but how long is it before you have some some guy you don't like that has access to it, and they're looking at everything anyway? <laughs> Great point. Hi, caller. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. What's on your mind? Just wondered if you uh, um, believe that there was any relevancy between uh, the Jewish New Year and the reset of uh, you know dozen countries' uh, currency and the takeover of the internet. You know, after researching it, yes, I will say that I think there aren't coincidences in that. Um, And if you look back in history, you'll notice that huge events happened uh, during those years, during these Shemitah years, which is every seven years. Um, This is the exact same reason why even today we have bankruptcy every seven years. It's the the year of of the debt forgiveness, Uh, but it also goes into what they call a Shemitah year. And so um, it's very interesting when you start studying it, the things that happen during Shemitah years or Super Shemitah years, which is the 50th year. So every 50th year, something pretty major happens. World War One happened, 50th year. Uh, and so there, there's lots of different things that can go on. But yes, after studying, the answer to that would be yeah. There's no coincidences, yeah, I don't think. I came to the same conclusion. So Thank you for that. I really appreciate you calling in. Thank you. Uh, you know, I know some people would roll their eyes at that. 
well, do some research on it. It is quite fascinating to see what happens during those years. Anyway, um, and uh, we were also talking about uh, Russia, too. And I still want people to call in and give me your perspective on Russia. How do you feel about them today? Especially those that grew up during the Cold War, especially those that grew up in the 50s. I want to hear what's your take today on that and, and how do you feel about it and how do you feel about Putin um, uh, as, their, as their leader? I would love to get everybody's take. I want to know the temperature of the nation on that. 888-673-1450. You're welcome to call in on that. Anyway, it's just, I find it interesting. Do, does everybody believe what the media says, or do we look beyond that? Do we find, um, are people really scouring for truth, and are they willing to go to um, outside the mainstream media for their answers? And if they feel like the mainstream media won't comment on it, does, for them, does that make it not true? I don't know. Well, you know, I, I think, you know, here you're talking about Russia specifically, and how many of us look at the people of of Russia mm-hmm. or any other country, and we give them their Russians, right, or mm-hmm. their Iranians or mm-hmm. their Israelis or whatever. Do we look at those and and do we give them, you know, a certain demeanor in our mm-hmm. psyche based on what their title is? Mm-hmm. You know, do we see all Russians as being inherently yeah. bad or yeah. or good, or are they just people like you and I? You know, they're they're doing their job. They're raising a family. They're going to school. They're whatever they're doing. I, I, I think I think it's it's tough a lot of times to look past that to get past the label mm-hmm. and start to say, okay, well maybe Putin. Maybe we don't like Putin. Maybe we think he's awful and what he's doing with the with the um, drill and getting ready for World War Three is going to be awful. But what about all the people? Because there are 40 million people that are going to go into the bunkers, but they're just people like you and me. Most right, of them. Right. Right, they're living right. their daily life. They're trying to get by, and this is the reality that they're given. Same yeah. with the people in Iran or or, or Israel or Iraq mm-hmm. or, or wherever. Um, or Muslims. Yeah, mm-hmm. Muslims. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times do we hear Muslim and we think, ah, they're all awful terrorists. They right. want to kill us. Well, can you imagine the the anxiety that the Russian people are feeling to do a drill of that magnitude? <laughs> that magnitude. And, yeah. and honestly, Muslims are one that I've really kind of struggled with. I think you had Dr. Kimber on the other day. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to hear what he had to say about Muslims, but I was back in the Middle East with mm-hmm. Dr. Kimber, and and I got to meet a lot of Muslims, and they were very kind, nice. I mean. So, ever since going back there and, and learning things about their culture, it's I like... I don't think anything can have one umbrella. No. It doesn't ever describe no. everything that's it's going on. It's very difficult but, to form a mm-hmm. objective opinion of other people's. Right. But, but the media likes to use that mm-hmm. to be able to pit us one against another. Say, oh, the Muslims or, or this group, they're all mm-hmm. terrorists. Or, or this group, they're all you know misogynists. Or what, I mean, whatever. They, mm-hmm. they use it to lump people together. And they pit us one against another. So, so we can't reach a level of peace or understanding or whatever, because we're always, we look at the people with those eyes like, ah, mm-hmm. you're that mm-hmm. type of person. I right. remember you. The media told me about you. Yes, exactly. You know, it's funny. I was thinking, I, you know, my brother has 4 a.m. thoughts. I have 2 a.m. thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking about this last night, but after all of the countries that we've gone into, because we've been in continual war for how many decades, um, do people ever 
I mean, at this point in the game, you would have to you would have to think that most Americans would finally question why a certain country becomes an object of our affection. At some point, you would have to say, well, gosh, that's curious because it's always some country that we have to go in and, and save. And that's what they're telling us. But but. It just so happens by coincidence that they always have something we want, and that would be gas or oil, utilities, whatever the case is. We want to control that or the banking situation. Do Americans, will we ever get to a point, and even after the Iraq war, which was a mess, do we ever get to the point where we still question or do we take hook, line, and sinker, whatever the media says, because they say that this time it's for real, this dictator is really really hurting his people and we have to go and there's no choice. Well, it it's it's a really tough deal mm-hmm. because like you said, when the US people when we see something domestic, everybody's got an opinion on it, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the press says, we don't believe them, right? Because we've got experience with it. But most of the stuff that comes from the press that's from foreign. a foreign mm-hmm. entity, we're like, "Oh, well, we got to take it because we live here." In and the they live States, there and we're not there. And, and and they have people there that see it, so we have to take their mm-hmm. their um, take on it. But, you know, that that's so I, so I think we have a really hard time trying to break that down and and, and think about it outside the box or think mm-hmm. about it the way we would about a domestic issue. So this was my 2.10 in the morning a.m. <laughs> 10 minutes after that. Was the Constitution constructed as a plan to make sure that the United States would be have their preeminence, that we would be the dominating force in the world, and that we would always be in the top spot of the number one spot, um, controlling what the rest of the world does. Was our Constitution developed as a game plan or handbook for that particular reason? Lysander Spooner would say yes. <laughs> well, no, yes. But that's a really great point. If you read mm-hmm. the writings of the founding, really founders or the pro-constitutionalists, mm-hmm. um, they would say no. Federalist papers. They would say no. They wanted strength in liberty and freedom within this land and to uh, and to sort of be this this new nation that embraced a new way of doing things and Friends supported and trade capitalism. with everyone, but entangling alliances with none. Yeah, separate but equal, and uh, and that trade would be the extent of it. It's so interesting to me if you walk it back to the days of the Constitution and how it was written, what it was written for, and why we separated from England. It was never about what we're engaged in now. And I, I said this yesterday on the show that I was watching um, Madame Secretary, which is our liberal propaganda here in America. And I was watching this show, and they were very stressed out. They were very, very busy. And they were running around, and they were trying to get meddle in, in everybody's country, and they were trying to figure out all their alliances and how they would work them and how they would make sure that, that certain things got into these alliances. And as they were sitting around this table, very stressed out and worried, and their blood pressure was up, and they looked like they were going to implode from a stroke, I sat there and thought, you know, without that something to do, what would government actually do? They wouldn't do anything. There wouldn't be a role for most of them. Most of them. They'd be out of a job. They'd be out of a job if <laughs> so they were scurrying why they keep around, around trying to figure out how but, to make but alliances. But at the same time, individuals. And Rahm Emanuel knows if he taps into that us versus them, mm-hmm. creates a crisis. That us versus them, he can utilize that. Yep. Right, exactly. I. That was from six years ago. <laughs> Amazing, right? I had that conversation with Pyrolytical Radio six years ago. Talking about Russia, always talking about Russia. 
That's my point. It's just insane that we're still, Russia's always the boogeyman. We have to, we have to think in different terms. Go to, uh, go join the fourth hour uh, before next week. You're going to want to get in on that. And of course, more coming up in the next hour. You're not going to want to miss this. I'm, I'm going in the way back machine to compare and contrast six, seven years ago with right now news. So be right back on the Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com.